All right, you're back in the DFSR. It's an NBA podcast. It's Tuesday. It's January 31st. I'm Doug Norrie, the owner and operator of DFSR.com, DailyFantasySportsRankings.com. Got you covered for all of your NBA action, NFL as well as we head toward the big game. It's all covered on the one subscription. Go to DFSR.com. Sign up for a free seven-day trial. Going to give you the best projections in the business. There's a reason we've been around this game for years and years and years. One of the longest operators in the DFS embedding space, DFSR.com. Get you started. Going to get you started also. And what to think about for Tuesday's NBA action. There's a, you know, things slow down here a little bit on Tuesday after a pretty busy set of nights. Only five games on the slate. More of a like national sort of broadcasty kind of night with the matchups that we have going here just in terms of some high profile stuff. I don't know if it's all going to work out the way the schedulers wanted it to when they originally put it out there with you know Lakers going in to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks. We'll talk about that game, get the Pelicans and the Nuggets later on on TNT as well. And some other interesting matchups uh, in and around the rest of this schedule. But overall, when you get some of these national TV nights, <clears throat> excuse me, it uh, can lead to some wonkiness with just overall projections just because usually the teams are good. <laughs> I mean, this is what usually what ends up happening when the teams, the better the teams are, sometimes the less value there is. Unfortunately, the way the NBA is structured or fortunately, depending on which way you look at it, the way the NBA is structured, um, we're usually trying to pick off the bad teams in terms of value because those guys are the defenses are worse. So they play faster or something like that. Or there's maybe just some more variable stuff around uh, who some of their players are, who's getting minutes. And therefore you can extract some value uh, that way as well. So the better the teams usually uh, sort of sometimes the worst, the DFS opportunities, that's just the, the way it goes. Want to talk about some different stuff to kind of keep an eye on going into this slate. The first one, it's going to, these two next two pieces are going to kind of flow into each other because they, are related but the first one is how to handle blowouts like blowouts are or potential blowouts are can be the bane of really anyone's betting or uh dfs existence because you're staring at a game you look at it it's it's a 20 point lead in the first half or something like that 25 point lead in the first half and you're thinking to yourself well how's the fourth quarter gonna roll for the guys on the starters on both teams how the how's the fourth quarter minutes gonna go here if this game is completely out of hand and it can be a really, really frustrating experience. It can be just super tilting. You're staring at a third quarter, you know, run by a team. It's 25 points, get up to 30 points, something like that. And you're thinking, well, that is the end of the fourth quarter for anyone who matters because the game is out of hand. And that's just how the NBA goes. Blowouts are blowouts and no one wants to run their starters or superstars through games that are essentially over. How to project for those going into the game can be tough, though, because you don't typically a blowout or a potential blowout is means that the, the one of the teams that you're looking at is in a really, really good spot. Like tonight, it's Milwaukee and the Hornets. The Milwaukee is a minus 11 favorite going into the game against the Hornets team who totally stinks. The, Milwaukee is one of the best teams in the league when they're rolling, you know, rolling full strength which they're getting close to now and you get a hornets team that ranks bottom third in defense top four in peace so you're like okay well is there a world where the bucks guys are not even sniffing the fourth quarter of this game definitely i mean definitely we've seen this is in their range of outcomes 
four of the last, let me see, you know, three of the last four games for the Bucks have been games that have gotten kind of out of hand. Like they've just beat the Pelicans by 25, right? And they've won a bunch of games in a row. They beat Detroit by 20 a few games ago. They had a 10 point, even a 10 point win against the Nuggets. So like this is a world that you have to start thinking about when it comes to blowouts and projections. Now that can get weird though, because you don't want to just sit there and project a guy like Giannis at 30 minutes because that's not necessarily realistic. Um, and it's just going to completely you know, destroy his projection, obviously, on a per-minute basis. And then the thought of fading a, this, a team like this in a great spot is nauseating because they're in a great spot for a reason. The Bucks right now have a point total, something like seven points higher than the next close implied point total, seven points higher than the next closest team. So you're, it's, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're staring at the situation. You're looking at a minus 11 line for the Bucks. Who, which I like them to cover that line, by the way. Um, you're looking at this line and you're saying to yourself, well, how much, what do I need to happen in order to not get completely buzzed here and to just be able to effectively make rosters or put in bets because I, I want to understand like how much opportunity each of these guys is going to have. It's a very difficult situation. I will say in some cases, this is a case-by-case -case scenario. And you have to look at the team and say to yourself, in situations where this team is going to just completely crush another team, what would need to happen for that to happen? Is the team set up in a way that even if the game gets completely out of hand, it's almost definitely on the back of the guy that I played. So there's different scenarios for this. I'll give you two examples. The first is let's, well, let's actually just, we'll go into this right now. Let's look at Giannis versus Jokic tonight. Okay. These two teams um, are set up, Somewhat differently, but they, they it's an interesting consideration going into tonight. So we have Giannis and we have Jokic. Both these guys sit in like the stratosphere of, uh, of fantasy projections. They sit in like that $12,000, $12,000 range because they're definitely worth it. They um, can just pile up points. They, they can be incredibly difficult feeds. When they're on the same slate, especially where there are savings to be had, there you have to you have to think about a scenario of like you know probably need to play one of one of one of two of these guys right like it's gonna be really really weird to fade both so we say to ourselves okay in this situation Jokic versus the the uh, Jokic versus the Pelicans Giannis versus the, the Hornets there's a thinner spread in the Denver game the Milwaukee game could get totally out of hand what do I need to have happen here and what are the scenarios that can put me in jeopardy of getting buzzed off. This is why I like Giannis in this situation, and I'm willing to risk the blowout piece in order to take Giannis in this situation. So let's look at the scenarios. Yes, could the game get out of hand? For sure. What, could this game be up? Could they be up again? The Bucks be up 25 points going into the fourth quarter on a garbage Hornets team? Most definitely. The difference between Giannis and Jokic, I do think, is that where they both have, I would say, similar ceilings, in some ways, I like the floor on Giannis to be a little bit higher in this situation only because in order for them to get full into blowout territory, it's almost for sure because Giannis went completely off. A couple things here. One, we're still bringing Middleton along very slowly. He was very good off the bench the other night, but he's not starting. That takes one piece of firepower out of the starting lineup. Two, they have two other starters in this uh, for the Bucs in Connington and Grayson Allen. Very low usage kind of have to hit all their threes in order to be really high value and to kind of start stripping away some of Giannis's value. 
They have a center in Lopez who's just a low rebounding center in general. So that opens the door for the opportunity for Giannis to be there even limited minutes. There's a world where Jokic, who has a similar floor to Giannis, but has a team that's a little bit more um, probably high-powered in the, the way that they can get there in terms of their fantasy scoring. Murray's playing a lot more minutes now. Um, they're getting Michael Porter Jr. back into the mix. They're set up in a way that I don't believe um, has gives maybe Jokic the same kind of ceiling, if even if the game stays close, but that I'm not as war- – like it's basically saying that I'm willing to forego some of the uh, blowout risk with Giannis because I feel like for them to get to the blowout, it would need it would have to be him going completely off and further down the Bucks chain, it doesn't look as strong as it does for Jokic. And if, even if you look at Giannis the other night against the Pelicans, they were they won by 25, he played 30 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes, you're thinking to yourself, um, this is terrible. It's 30 minutes, it's a blowout. I'm getting crushed off of his price. He put up 50 points, 50 points on 20 or 26 shooting, uh, ends up with 13 rebounds. Yeah, my cherry picking a recent result to highlight a <laughs> to highlight a scenario that I, where I want the narrative to work most definitely. But if you look at these other games where he's like, if you look back at a previous blowout where they went uh, they won by twenty and he scored twenty seven, he had twenty nine points and twelve rebounds, four assists, uh, with no defensive stats in that game. These games are high enough floor games where it's really hard to think about getting totally crushed on his price even if the game gets out of hand. Giannis does have some weird games in the game log recently. He's got the terrible loss to these Hornets where he only played 22 minutes and went nine and four in like the worst fantasy game of his life. I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to think that one is an outlier situation for sure. He got hurt in that game. Uh, I'm not too, I'm not worried about that being um, like, I'm not using that as an example necessarily for what's going to happen. So in the end, I think this is a decision people are going to be making. I think that people might possibly want to talk themselves off of Giannis because of the blowout risk. I would think I would say to you, I think that's a mistake in this game. And I think that he should be the pretty clear play on both sites, even in the $12,000 range. Okay. Couple of other things to highlight going into Thursday, excuse me, Thursday, Tuesday's uh, slate of games. Lakers and Knicks play on TNT. The big question here is whether LeBron James is going to play in this game. Right now, the line has the Knicks at minus three and a half. That is a that is a line to, to me that suggests a little uncertainty, possibly uh, LeBron not playing. I think if he was playing, this game looks closer to even. If he was playing, I would definitely take Lakers plus three and a half right now. I have already put in a bet on the Lakers plus three and a half on the chance that he actually comes back and plays in this one, that he is dealing with uh, foot soreness they, it does not sound like it was just a, a management piece when he did not play against the Nets on Monday. Anthony Davis definitely was the management piece. Anthony Davis is going to play in this game. So that's at least improves the situation from what we saw in the Lakers throwing out a uh, Monday against Brooklyn, which was a total disaster. So Davis is going to play this line at three and a half feels a little hedgy in terms of, w- of the uncertainty around LeBron. I do think there's a world where with Anthony Davis, the Lakers can probably still hang with the Knicks here. If LeBron is playing, I think that they probably should be, this game should be more like a pick them. Um, probably can't go as far as Lakers being favored because of how the Knicks have played, but it does make a pretty significant difference. I don't know from a betting, excuse me, a DFS standpoint, this is where I really want to be in this game on the Lakers side of the ball, unless there's 
LeBron is out and then we're thinking about playing, you know, the Westbrooks of the world or Dennis Schroeder, even though he kind of stunk last night, um, we'll have to kind of evaluate that situation. But from a betting standpoint, I think that there probably is some value, especially if LeBron were to able, were able to come back and play here. We've seen the Lakers play much better when LeBron and AD are on the court together. They're a positive point differential on the season. The defense improves with AD around. So there's, I think there's a lot to like from the Lakers standpoint uh, on the betting angle, um, but we're going to have to wait to see what happens with them uh, when it comes to LeBron playing. Luckily, we'll have the information uh, well in advance, I believe well in advance of, of uh, the 7.30 start, uh, and that's the second game on the slate. On the other side, I think Jalen Brunson's a pretty good value here at 7,500. Minutes have been through the roof for him. Really high floor. Hard to see this game getting totally out of hand in really any direction. Brunson um, is mispriced for sure on FanDuel at 7,500. That seems like a pretty easy play. Uh, and I'm not really probably too worried about that. I think Quentin Grimes is a good value at 4,100 on, on FanDuel uh, just because he's his minutes and he's 44 on DraftKings. His minutes have been really high. He has to hit his threes. He's a, the very definition of a three and D guy. Um, so he's got to hit the threes, even at high thirties minutes, it can sometimes be a little iffy about whether he's going to get there, but I do think the Knicks, especially if LeBron plays are going to need Grimes is just archetype in there to be able to handle some of the defensive duties. So I like the minutes on him being able to stay really high, hope that he knocks down some trays. Maybe he grabs a spare rebound here or there. Again, this is not a guy who does a ton in the fantasy department, but He's priced like a guy who doesn't do a ton in the fantasy department either. So I think that uh, I think you're in a good spot on the Knicks side of the ball. Uh, like I said, I like the bet the Lakers betting spot uh, in this game. There's uh, I think and this just could be just a fun one to watch. Hope that LeBron plays. It's always better when the superstars play just from a strictly from a fans uh, standpoint, uh, even if the DFS implications get a little bit more muddied. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention too on the, just going back to the Giannis Jokic and Bucks piece. One other thing to think about here is like, I mentioned Giannis, but then like the rest of the Bucks guys, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen. I think if you're playing Giannis in this situation, because you're not worried about, like you're just trying to fade a blowout or thinking he gets there. I think you can stack. I think you basically end up having to stack the rest of the Bucks as well, just because, at that point, you're telling yourself a story about how it happened, and you're basically hedging against the ultimate downside risk, which is one of these other guys is the reason that it went into full blowout mode. And I think it almost has to be one of those guys knocking down a ton of shots. There's the Middleton off the bench. He was good last game. Um, you're a little worried about that because I don't think you can really play him off the bench at the prices that he is and the minutes that he's playing. But I think outside of that, you're not like they have a pretty concentrated rotation at this point. Yeah. I mean, Middleton played 18 minutes. He scored nine points. I overstated that a little bit. It was the game before the, sorry, it was the game before against the Pacers where he scored 17 points in 15 minutes. Um, They have such a concentrated rotation right now that I don't, th I think you just have such a high floor on all those guys because of the matchup. So I forgot to mention that uh, before when it came to the bucks, but uh, just something to keep an eye on. Um, couple other news and notes, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will both be playing in this game. I think that Paul George is still coming too cheap on the Clippers. All of the Clippers shots are essentially going through these two guys. Um, that's just the way the team is set up when they both play. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, why not? These guys are superstars. 
the whole goal is to get them on the court. Last game that they played together, 20 shots for Kawhi, 18 shots for PG. No one else in the starting lineup had double-digit shots. Norman Powell just snuck over double-digit shot attempts uh, with 11. All the offense is running through these two guys um, with a lot of the minutes there as well. So I think that Paul George still coming a little cheap, with Ka- even with Kawhi back. I know it can sometimes be uh like a weird spot to think about rostering him in this thing in, with Kawhi around because you want to play PG just you know when he's the sole driving force of the offense um but I think at 8300 on FanDuel 8900 a little closer on DraftKings um I think you're doing another guy to keep an eye on here is uh Vika Zubac so he's funny because the minutes are completely up and down I do think that the the plan for the Clippers is to when especially in Kawhi and PG are there to have a rim protector in Zubac makes a lot of sense from the way the team is set up. And I think they actually do want to play him minutes in like the hot mid to even possibly high thirties. It's not gone a hundred percent that way for them in the past because of some context. Like they lost a ton of minutes in the blowout against Cleveland. Um, they lost, he lost a lot of minutes in the blowout against the Spurs. He, there was like a mini blowout where they beat Dallas. The other games that have stayed close 37 minutes against the Hawks, 34 minutes against the Lakers, 36 minutes against the Spurs, uh, and 35 minutes against the Sixers uh, in uh, back in the middle of January. The other games where he's lost where he's lost minutes have either been because of foul trouble or foul trouble and blowout. I think the 30 plus minutes is the plan for him if things break right. The production can come and go. He's not the first or second or third option in the offense. He's not even going to rebound at a super high volume with these guys, the wings being able to rebound so well and the team just being long in general. But he is priced really cheap on both sides. He's only 5,500 on on DraftKings. I think you can easily pull the trigger on that one. Probably a little bit closer at 5,600 on FanDuel only because you have like Brooke Lopez at 6,200 in a better matchup. But I do think Zubac is a guy that's probably going to be overlooked. And I do think that the plan uh, is to play him decent amount of minutes when the game breaks right. Okay. We are going to get out of here for the day. There are some other games going on. They're not as interesting. I mean, Miami and Cleveland, super low total. Everyone's kind of healthy there. I, it's, I can't really get too crazy about that one. New Orleans getting Ingram and McCollum back here. Not a great matchup against Denver. Do think if you, pivoting off the bucks thing uh denver's the way to go with 234 and a half total in that one but i just like the buck spot uh, a little bit better dfsr.com is the site go sign up for a seven day free trial to the projection system that's powering all these thoughts and powering our uh, optimal lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings. all good to go freeze for seven days you jump in the members only chat room and you just ask questions our chatters will help you out but you're always gonna have an expert there as well to help you out with any question you have dfsr.com we'll be back again tomorrow talking more hoops